What is up guys? Happy Saturday and welcome back to another episode. I'm going to get straight into today's topic, which is the notion that you can eat more and lose weight. Let me get into it and explain what I mean. So, back in the day when I used to work with more women than I do now, because predominantly now my business is focused on helping men, I used to have kickoff consultation calls. I still do, but I used to have kickoff consultation calls with women as well as men. And I would say that 90% of those conversations that I had with women used to involve me telling them to eat more to lose weight, eat more than they were eating right now if they wanted to lose weight. And this stumped them, it threw them off and it required them to put a lot of trust in me and I respected that and understood that. But what I would do around that, I wouldn't just say eat more and you're gonna lose weight. I had to give context, I had to give reasoning, I had to give logic, I had to get into the psychology of it and explain the maths of it. There's a lot of layers that go into the nutrition. And the first layer I always say is to clear the clutter and the bullshit out of someone's head. And so I take them through the sort of nutrition 101, let's call it, you know, explaining to them calories, quality and quantity, talking through macronutrient splits and the different benefits that each macronutrient provides and how we should all live a, a balanced omnivorous diet for maximizing and optimizing our health, you know, buzzwords, all that stuff. And once I'd explained all that and they sort of got the basics of it, I would then give them their maintenance calorie number, right? So this is the number of calories that anybody would be eating to stay the same. Stay the same, right? And most of us don't want to stay the same. That's why we're having conversations with nutritionists and personal trainers and coaches and all this stuff, right? But it's important to understand that number first, okay? And that number, just in case you're unaware, is based on four physiological factors, your age, your weight, your height, and your sex. And then we take that number and we add a multiplier to it. And that multiplier is based on your lifestyle, how active you are. So if you live a very sedentary life, where you're you know, sitting at a desk five, six, seven days a week, whatever it may be, not moving that much, barely training or doing any cardio or anything like that, you know, you'd have a very low multiplier. On the other end of the spectrum, if you work uh, as a laborer on a construction site and you go to the gym, or, you know, think of the most active person in the world, then you'd be, you know, obviously a much higher multiplier. Most people sit sort of towards the low end of middle, I would say. And the goal really is to, as part of the coaching, is to get them to move a little bit more. And if their goal is fat loss, then to over a long enough time horizon to eat a little bit less. However, there is an important notion that comes with dieting in that it's a, it's a, it's a word that people associate a lot of negativity to. You know, if you go into a group of friends and you say, hey guys, I'm dieting, everybody kind of like oh, rolls their eyes, whether they, whether they do it like that or they're doing it like in their brain, they're rolling their eyes like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, it's, it's almost like a lot of people perceive it as you've almost failed before you've started. There's a lot of negativity around the world, the one word. But what's funny about diet and the word and the notion is that we are all on a diet all the time because our diet is just the food that's the foods that we eat and we drink. So we're all on a diet all the time. It's just that when we put enough emphasis on it in social situations particularly, it can it can come across very, very negatively. And a con... Contra contrarily to that, I actually encourage people to tell other people what their goal is because it holds them accountable. And if they're not on your team with it, then fuck them off. That's fine. You just sort of laugh in their, not laugh in their face, but you just sort of laugh about it and be like, haha, okay, no worries, thanks. <laughs> and make a mental note of who's on your team and who's not, right? But 
a lot of people, particularly women, and I think it's from social pressure, it, it, a lot of our relationship with food is passed down from generations. Because if you think about this, right, most of us, we eat what is put in front of us for the first 15 years of our life, 15, 16 years, let's say. We don't really give too much thought to it. We're put, breakfast is put in front of us, lunch is put in front of us at school, and then dinner is put in front of us by our, our mum or our dad in 99% of cases, until we're sort of 15, 16. Now, depending on your parents and your background and stuff, maybe your mum or your dad or both encouraged you to learn how to cook at a younger age, okay? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. And a lot of nutrition knowledge and hearsay is passed down from our parents, and we tend to eat and adopt the diets of our parents. And I think women particularly have had a real rough ride with this, because they are told that they're girls and they you know, need to watch the way they look and watch their shape and watch their figure and all this stuff, right? The, the reality is, is everybody needs to do that. Everybody needs to take responsive, personal responsibility for their health. Not, not just women, it's men as well. But I think women come into working with a coach or a nutritionist or a personal trainer having been smashed a bit more, basically, by this stuff. And they assume that me, as the coach is going to be like, right, okay, time to knuckle down. You've got to eat like a rabbit for the next eight to 12 weeks. And then when I say to them, nope, actually, what I want you to do is eat a little bit more. And they're like, what? It blows their mind. And there's some, there's some logic and reasoning behind this, okay? So what I'm asking them to do is to eat more than they planned to eat. Because if you imagine, I'm I, here's me, nutritionist, right? I go into a conversation with a woman in her head, she has already, in most cases, made that sort of conscious decision or choice that she's going to have to eat a lot less, drastically less food, right, to hit her goal. So for me to then say, I already know that, and then for me to say, no, you can eat more, what I'm saying is not eat more than you're eating now, I'm saying eat more than you had planned to eat. Because people forget, right, food, is our fuel. If we don't have enough fuel, we can't go anywhere. If we can't go anywhere, we can't burn any calories. If you can't burn any calories, nothing's actually going to change. So it's a, just think of a car. Car's perfect analogy. If you don't put petrol in the car, or diesel, or electricity, <laughs> it's not gonna go anywhere, right? So you've gotta put fuel in the tank, which is you, you are the tank, and then things happen. And the more fueled up you are as well, because of the way macronutrients work, the better, you know, if you've got a nice bit of dietary fat in your body, good amount of carbs, the carbs are gonna support you in terms of getting you moving, and the fat is gonna support your hormonal system, your endocrine system, so it's gonna get you feeling good. Now you couple that with some resistance training, which you're gonna do because you've now got more energy, because we've fueled you, with some good sleep, and you're gonna sleep better because guess what? You're eating, you're not starving, so your cortisol levels, your stress levels aren't going through the roof, and you've moved more because you've had more energy, you're gonna sleep better. So what we've done is we've created a virtuous cycle. All just from that one psychological switch of changing the amount that you are going to eat. That's it. You've come into this, going onto a diet, thinking, I cannot eat X, Y, or Z. I have to be incredibly restrictive. I just need to eat lettuce for 12 weeks or do a juice fast or not eat for certain days or whatever it may be. And what that tends to look like in terms of numbers is women eating 800 to 1200 calories a day. Just to give you some context, guys, 
I would never recommend anybody, adult, male or female, going below 1500 calories in a day. And bear in mind that the number of calories that you consume is based on your physiology and your activity level. So unfortunately, if you are female and you are five foot one and you are, let's say 50, 50 to 55 kilograms, the number of calories that you need to stay the same, your maintenance calories is going to be lower than say me, a 90 kilogram, six foot four man. I, I don't make the rules, unfortunately. But even for those women who are the petite, the petite women, basically, I'm still never going to get them to go lower than 1500 calories because you're just going to feel like shit. And if you feel like shit, you're not going to do anything. And if you're not going to do anything, ultimately, you're just going to feel worse and then you're going to give up. And what we're really trying to do here is instill a lifestyle shift. We're not trying to have some sort of objective eight week target where you're going to lose four kilos in eight weeks or whatever it might be. I, it's nice to have objectives to aim for and checkpoints, right? But what we're really trying to do is create healthy habits and a, and a shift in lifestyle so that this, not straight away, but in the medium to long term becomes relatively effortless. That's the real goal here. And the way to do that for most people is to eat more than you planned to eat on your diet, okay? So if you went into it and you plan to literally have like no breakfast, soup for lunch, a smoothie, and then, I don't know, some sort of dry salad for dinner or something. By the way, smoothies for people who are on diets are absolutely terrible because they are full of sugar and they're incredibly calorie dense. And what that's going to do is A, it's going to waste a lot of your calorie allowance. B, it's going to actually make you hungrier because of all the sugar and the sort of glycemic spike that you're going to experience from that. And three, it's not going to fill you up because it's liquid. So I, the last thing I would encourage someone to do is go juicing or smoothies or anything like that. Smoothies, in the grander scheme of things, fantastic, of course, right? Fruit, veg, all this sort of stuff. Great. Fully encourage them if you've got everything else in check. So I'm throwing a lot of science to you guys, but hopefully the main message is coming through here. If you are planning to go on a diet, particularly the girls, all I'm saying is you can eat more than you were planning to eat because then you're going to have more fuel in the tank. And if you have more fuel in the tank, you're more likely to do more stuff. If you're more likely to do more stuff, you're more likely to feel better, sleep better, and, um, and yeah, and overall just feel better. And then if you start to get into a virtuous cycle, we're, big, we're going to build some momentum. And if you start to build momentum, then the body shape is going to start to change because the vast majority of people, some people need to lose a lot of body fat. Let's not shy away from that, right? Some people do need to do that. The vast majority of people need to lose some body fat and they need to build a bit of muscle. They need to change what they really want. Maybe they don't even know they want it is they want to change the shape of their body. Okay. They're not actually looking to just lose fat because then they'd just be like a skinny rake and no one wants to look or feel like that, right? You're, you're going to feel malnourished. You're not going to look good in yourself or to other people. It, it, no one wants that. So you, you're looking to change the shape of your body. And the way we do that is a combination of a, you know, a well-balanced calorie deficit, but with a decent amount of calories to fuel your body, good sleep, which is going to support your endocrine system and resistance training. If we can get those three right, it's perfect. But it all starts with knowing your maintenance calorie number and then actually doing an audit of the food, the amount of food you're eating and tracking that. You have to track calories for the rest of your life. 
But just going in and saying, I'm going to do juicing or smoothies or soups or salads, you're not. You might for a month. A month of that sounds horrendous. Me just saying that is like making me feel anxious. You ain't sticking to that for the rest of your life. And if you're not sticking to it for the rest of your life, honestly, what is the point? <laughs> because the whole point of this stuff is to be able to, we're, we're doing this to enable us to live a better life. But if you're planning on doing this, that isn't going to enable you to live a better life. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to constantly be grouchy and irritable. People around you are going to notice. People aren't going to want to spend time with you. No. No, 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 no. Anyway, this is a deep rabbit hole we could go down. I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully the main message has come across. If you do have any questions around this, guys, I actually have a, um, a calorie calculator. I'm happy to send people the link to it so you can calculate your own maintenance calories. I'm, there's no... Uh, I don't need any, I don't, I don't expect anything in return for it. I'm, I'll just send you the link to it. Um, yeah, so just give me a shout if you want that. Hopefully this has kind of changed the way you're going to look at your food if you're approaching a diet. Uh, I really hope so. And if you want to have a more formal conversation about that, like a, a nutrition consultation, then obviously we can talk about that as well. Cool. I'll leave you to your Saturday. Lots of love and I will see you tomorrow.